This is the Engineering Career Coach Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to helping engineers succeed in work and life. The show is hosted by engineering enthusiast Anthony Fasano and Chris Knutson. Both are professional engineers who found success early in their careers and now work together to help other engineers do the same. Now it's showtime. Hello, this is Anthony Fasano, and this is the show for engineers and technical professionals who want to succeed in both work and life. In today's episode, I'll be interviewing Rainier Frank, who is very similar to where I was about five years ago or so, an engineer wanting to help other engineers. He is actually Spanish and now lives in Germany, and we're going to talk a little bit about some of the steps that he can take to become a professional career coach for engineers. But what's powerful in this episode, and I think can help you as the listener in your career, is that there were some major challenges that he had to overcome. He basically up and left Spain as a Spanish citizen and moved to Germany. And there was one slight barrier in that he didn't speak any German. But you know what? He didn't let that stop him, which to me is amazing. I mean, I consider myself a pretty motivated person. And he just basically took away any excuses that I could ever make on trying to accomplish something where he just left and went. And it's a pretty cool story. You're going to hear it in a moment. In fact, I'm going to introduce him in a moment so you can get a little bit more of his background before we dive into what I think is a pretty interesting conversation. And at the end of the episode in the Take Action Today segment, we're going to take an 80-20 look at his business and his potential opportunity and see what the major leverage points are so that if he's going to spend time on it, he does the right things. And again, this is something that you can then take and apply in your career as an engineer or a technical professional or a scientist and leverage it to the best of your ability to be successful in your field. All right. So before I introduce Rainier, let me just take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you're thinking about taking the FEP or SE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, so now I'd like to introduce our guest for today's episode so you get to know a little bit about him as we jump into it here. Rene Frank is an engineer who likes the technical side of engineering but he also loves to work with people and help people. When he was 25, he left his job and went to live in Germany to start a new personal and professional adventure. It definitely wasn't easy, and you'll hear the challenges that he faced with the language, as I mentioned before, but he really wanted to unite his passions of engineering and emotional intelligence to help young engineers and other professionals to achieve their goals. Again, similar to what I did, which kind of makes me feel close with him in that sense. He's 30 years old. He graduated with a mechanical engineering degree from Polytechnic University of Madrid, spent three years as a project manager in Spain, and then he spent the last four years as a technical support specialist for a piping software company in Frankfurt, Germany. He started the website ingenieroemotional.com, which is a website for engineers who want to succeed by improving their emotional intelligence. And of course, the website's in Spanish, and we'll talk about that in the episode. And he volunteered at a German hostel for a year to learn the language, which you'll hear about, which to me really blew me away. One of the things that I took out of this episode that I think is going to help me as I move forward. 
So with that, let's jump into the main segment with my conversation with Rainier. And to do that, I'm going to give you a quote that's going to bring us into the episode. If your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. And that's from John Quincy Adams. And again, if your actions inspire others to dream more, learn more, do more, and become more, you are a leader. All right, now it's time for our main segment of the episode, and I'm delighted to be joined today by Rainier Frank, who is a young engineer who is from Spain, now lives in Germany. He's doing some very interesting things. And Rainier, welcome to the Engineering Career Coach Podcast. Hello, Anthony. Thank you for this uh, opportunity. Well, thank you for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. And I've introduced you already, of course, so I gave our listener, a little bit of a background about you, but tell us a little bit about your background, Renier, kind of in your own words. I mean, you went to school in Spain, but ended up in Germany. Tell us about that whole process. Yes, actually, I uh, I studied mechanical engineering in the Polytechnic of Madrid. And uh, when I finished, I worked for a couple of years in a, a technical office for uh, car projects. But uh, then at some point, I decided to take the step into Germany. The big problem for me was the language because I couldn't speak German. But then I found a volunteering job in a hostel here in Germany. So I was working for one year in this hostel to be able to learn the language from the beginning. But I must say it's not so easy for Spanish, but after uh, much effort, it worked. And uh, then I, I was able to find a job as engineer. And since almost four years, I'm working for a piping software company in Frankfurt am Main in Germany. And uh, yeah, that's why how I ended here. Yeah, well, congratulations. I mean, Rainier basically worked at a hostel for a year just so he could learn the German language. And he basically, uh, I guess what, they gave you some food and board and then you just talked to people and that's how you learned it, right? Exactly. Uh, from the beginning, I thought I wanted to learn the language uh, as fast as possible. And uh, But I didn't want to spend uh, several months going to a language school and working in a cafe bar. So I decided to, to just learn by doing from the very beginning. So um, I was working in this hotel. I was helping with the maintenance. And from the first day, I was just involved in the, in the German culture. So I had to understand German from the very beginning. It was really tough for the, for the first months. But also this environment will help me to learn really fast the language. That's amazing. And that just goes to show you that there really, there shouldn't be any barriers that stop you from trying to achieve your goals. I mean, basically, Rainier up and left his home country, went to a country that he couldn't even speak the language and just dedicated an entire year of kind of working at this hostel just to learn the language. And now he's been working there as an engineer for three or four years. In German, and which is amazing. So, Rainier, talk to us about the decision that you had, because I would imagine for most people that I know, to just up and leave their country and go to another country where they can't speak the language, spend a year to learn it, and then start to do work. I mean, like, what was your thought process there? What made you want to do that? Well, actually, there were uh, several points that pushed me to take this decision, several motivations. First, it was that uh, several years ago, there was this uh, big economic crisis in Spain and the job uh, positions, the working options were not that good. 
And for mechanical engineers, I always hear that Germany was like the paradise and I was always interested. But uh, yeah, the language was always uh, bar. But um, also at some point I met a German girl and uh, yeah, also this pushed me quite, quite a lot to, to take the step to come here. I'm also a person that likes to um, get into new experiences. I like to travel. I like to discover new cultures. So at some point when I finished my studies, I already had two years of uh, proper job as engineer. Then I realized, okay, if I just keep going like that, then my, my life is, is just this, you know, I'm, I'm not going to uh, go farther. So I was 25 and I thought, okay, either I stay in this, I keep this job or I take the step to go to Germany. And uh, I think it was a, a hard decision, but at the end, a really good decision. All right, so you made the move. You've been working now in the software industry as an engineer in Germany, in German, and you decide that you want to start this website to help engineers. This is the website's in Spanish. It's Ingeniero Emocional, and I probably didn't pronounce it exactly right, but focusing on the emotional side of things to help engineers develop their skills. Is that right? Exactly. Like around one year ago, I started this website because uh, I've been uh, learning about uh, website design and online projects for for the last years and uh, as i as i as engineer i really like the technical job but also uh, since long time i have interest in the management um, skills and uh, especially in the emotional engineer it's a topic that really interests me and i i read it, uh, a lot of books and i try to uh, learn as much as possible by myself and uh, at some point, I wanted to uh, mix uh, both uh, sides, you know, like the technical uh, size and also this um, emotional uh, intelligence size. And uh, as engineer, I've worked several years in different companies and I realized that even though there are really good uh, technical skills in almost every uh, engineer, there is a lack of um, personal abilities. And also I realized that most of the problems that I had to solve, they had a big part of uh, personal uh, uh, background. That's why at some point I decided to start this uh, this project and uh, to somehow take all this uh, emotional intelligence knowledge and take it into the industrial work. So like office job for engineers, what I, I know the best. And I think you're 100% right, Rainier, and people don't realize this, that your work, personal, professional endeavors are very tied together because it's hard to emotionally and mentally separate the two. So there's a lot of overlap and there's a lot of ways that what's happening for you personally will affect the work that you do. And I think that it's great that you've identified that and that you want to try to help engineers with that, which is excellent. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to try to help Rainier a little bit with his project. There's three specific areas that he's having some challenges with. I'm going to try to help him with those. And then in the Take Action Today segment, at the end of the show, we're going to give like an 80-20 view of his business and say, you know, if he had a certain period of time where he could really focus on it, what are the things he should focus on? All right, so Renier, let's talk about the first one. I know the first challenge you have a little bit is time and motivation. Talk to me about that a little bit. As I said, I started this project like around one year ago. But uh, I have a proper job as engineer that takes me 40 hours a week. And uh, it's not only the time I'm in the office working, but also uh, when I get home, I'm tired. And most of the times I don't 
I'm not really on the mood to sit in front of the computer and work on the project. So what I what I want to say is when you start a project by yourself, uh, you need a lot of uh, motivation to use this free time that you get to develop this project. And at the beginning, I started with a lot of motivation and I, I wrote almost uh, one post a, a week and I started to grow up my uh, email list and everything worked good. I received really good feedback. But at some point, after like three, four months, I started to get a bit demotivated and uh, somehow I, I didn't have the, this, this motivation anymore. And uh, so I realized that it was not a matter of time because I every day I had like three, four hours uh, at evening plus the weekends. But when I had this free time, I didn't really have the motivation to work on it. And uh, somehow that, that was like my, my first challenge, you know, like it's something I really want to do. It's something that really, really, I really like to do. But uh, at some point, my body doesn't really want to sit in front of the computer and uh, get the time to write another post or uh, uh, record video. So that's somehow the, the point. It's a big challenge. And we actually had a gentleman named Scott Tarsi on the podcast two episodes ago. He built the company caddesignhelp.com. And it was the same thing. I and mean, he started, well, he was an engineer doing it part-time. And he ended up going to full-time. But you're right. I mean, anytime you have a side project of some sort, it takes energy. You know, you have to go to your nine to five job and whenever you have time, you need to try to summon up enough energy to work on it. And in your case, like you said, you're on the computer all day at work. So then to try to get back on the computer again and write and come up with content and be creative, it's very, very difficult to do when, like you said, you can go out with friends, you can relax a little bit. And I think that one of the things you really need to think about if you want to keep that motivation going is think about the reason you're doing it. Think about the why you're doing it. So in your case, Rainier, why are you doing this side project, this website? What is the reason for it? Well, the main reason is that for me, it's really clear, it's crystal clear that in the future, I want to work in this field. So I've been working for the last eight years in different fields, but always in the technical world, like doing projects or um, computing or drawing in CAD and, and so on. And what I realized is that I am a good technical, but I want to work with people. So this project was for me, is for me like the first step to get out of the of my technical profile and get more into the um, management profile. So for me, it's just the way to learn more about management and emotional intelligence. And I think the fact that you're clear on that is great, which makes this a little bit easier. But what I would recommend that you do is every single day, at some point in the day, maybe even in the morning when your day starts, is to think about what you want your result to be. So, you know, picture yourself working full-time in this industry. Picture yourself, whether it's up on a stage, talking to hundreds of engineers. Picture yourself helping people. And then when you get to the point where you have a, a window of a half an hour, an hour where you can work, but you're tired, you recall those images of yourself being out there talking, speaking, helping. And that hopefully will push you. There's a wonderful book called The Monk Who Sold His Ferrari that I love. And I read it all the time. I have notes on it. And it's by Robin Sharma. And he talks at one point about you're running every day to stay in shape or lose weight. But then in the winter, your alarm clock goes off and it's freezing out. And the first thing you think about is it's cold and I don't want to work out. But if you visualize the way you're going to look after you've worked out, then that will be the force that will drive you potentially to get up that morning and go and take and, and do a run. So... I think the same goes here is for you is you've got to continue to visualize 
your success and what that's going to look like to you. And then hopefully that'll push you ahead, push you through this challenge. So that's what I would recommend on that point. Now, the, the next point that you wanted to talk about a little bit that you mentioned to me was this idea of passion or profit. So talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, that's the point. Since I started to work as an engineer, I realized that like in the market, there are jobs that you get more profit from them. I mean, when you get very good in technical, you get more uh, a better salary. You know, like you're you're really good in the SAP or in any any other tool, and then you get good paid. But most of the cases, those jobs where you get good paid, they're not that motivating. I mean, normally it's not really your passion where you get. And the other side, when you really want to follow your passion and uh, do what you really really love, most of times you don't get at least at the beginning you don't get that much profit from it. So. Somehow, as an engineer with this uh, background, uh, in one hand, I want to work in what I love. I really want to do what I want, that it's work more with people and less with computers. But on the other hand, I know that if I change the field, I'm afraid that I'm, my incomes, my, my salary in the future is not going to be as good as I uh, thought. So that's, that's what I mean with uh, passion or profit. And how can I combine both? Absolutely. It's one of the bigger challenges for a lot of professionals that find kind of their passion and what they're passionate about. Then they got to figure out a way that they can monetize it enough so that they can do it and then live and survive. And, you know, I went through the same challenge when I realized that I wanted to coach engineers and I went through a couple of years of making it really well with the coaching and training. And then I went through a couple of years where I wasn't making it, just couldn't really pay the bills with just doing it. And really what happened for me was, it's more of a realization that the more important thing is the passion, not the profit. Because if you figure out what you're passionate about, there's usually ways you can do it and get paid. And it doesn't necessarily have to be through your own business. So in my case, I was lucky enough to get a job with a nonprofit engineering association where I can help engineers on a daily basis. And I'm still able to do a lot of the engineering career coach stuff, which is not generate enough income for a salary of any kind. We're lucky to have a sponsor PPI on the podcast, but they really help us to cover a lot of our costs. So my point is, Rainier, is that you may do your project and you may build up your emotional engineering business, but you know, it might only end up making twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year, but you may be able to find another job somewhere with an institute, with an association, with a school, where you're still able to coach and help engineers. So you can think about it how can you continue to do your passion and live your passion and make money doing it, but it doesn't have to necessarily be generating all of the income through your own business? Yes, yes, yeah. So there are more options than just your own business. You can also help sites by the side. Yeah, exactly. You can help. You can work for an institute. You could work for a college. You can get paid, and then you could do your thing maybe 20 hours a week or whatever the case may be. And who knows, you know? I don't know what the demand is for uh, Spanish engineers, but you may be able to well grow your website to the point where it is the only thing you're working on. And I, and I hope you do that. But I'm just saying, I think especially during the period of, of the growth itself, it's good to think about some different revenue sources that allow you to continue to do what you love to do and make money in the meantime. All right, so let's move on now to this third challenge that you listed or question, which was around certificates and credentials. Talk about that a little bit. Yes. Uh, what I mean with uh, certificates and credentials is that when I finished my engineering studies, I started a master's degree 
because it was like what everybody used to do. No, like you finish your degree, then you start your master, and uh, and then you get the work master in your uh, curriculum. But after the first semester, I realized that this master was not really giving me something that I um, appreciated. You know, it was it was just uh, going to the technical school and uh, doing learning some stuff, but it wasn't really giving me something. So I I quitted the master after the first semester, and uh, when I got into this emotional uh, intelligence uh, with engineers and stuff, I realized that other uh, people, that other bloggers or uh, people that has their own online business, that uh, some of them, they have credentials and some of them not. Like, for example, I would say an MBA or um, certificate as a coach and so on. And that was my question because somehow I realized that uh, nowadays, Credentials are still important, but it's even more important to demonstrate, to, uh, to show what have you achieved, which projects did you really end it. So I don't know if it's uh, really worth for me now to start, for example, mastering business or a coaching certificate course or uh, some kind of uh, credential studies, or if I should b- better invest this time into my project and work hard on it and then just have these results as credentials. All right, so this is a good question. I'll give you my take on this. Is Basically, what I think is the most important thing, especially when you're growing a business or just you want to be a leader in a professional field, is it's important that you become seen as an expert. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be directly related to the number of credentials you have. Again, it depends on the field. I mean, there's some fields where you absolutely are going to need a certain credential, but There's others where you may not. So basically, how do you become an expert in a field? And really, I think one of the biggest ways to do that is, like you mentioned, your experience and the successes that you've had. So in my case, for example, as the Engineering Career Coach website, what I always thought was important was the fact that I was a licensed engineer and I had a lot of success in being advancing my career rapidly as an engineer. Because basically, if you're looking for someone who can help you with your engineering career, if it's someone that is an engineer, has had a lot of success, then that's going to be a big place to start. That's going to be a really good starting place for you. So I think in your case, the fact that you are young and a successful engineer is going to be important. If there's any bigger credentials as far as engineering credentials or certificates, that may be of interest for sure. As far as the coaching certificate goes, This is my take on the coaching certificate. The best thing about the coaching certificate and coaching school for me was that it gave me the skills that I needed to coach and help people. It was less about the actual certificate itself and more about what I'm able to do with the skills that I learned. So what I would recommend for you is that from the coaching standpoint is that you just get to somehow figure out the best way to develop your coaching skills. And then from the expertise and credential side of things, I would look to build your expertise, whatever that means. If that means you need to write a book in your field, if that means you need to get a certain credential, then that's fine. For example, an MBA, I don't think someone's going to look for someone who's going to help them in their career if they have an MBA or not. I don't think that that's going to be a critical factor. So I would focus more on building your expertise and then figure out what credentials you need to do that. But also on the flip side, I would take whatever courses, read whatever books that you need to do to develop your craft of the coaching and training and helping people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Totally. All right. So we're going to recap this a bit here, and then we're going to jump into this take action today segment. And we're going to sum up by, I'm going to help Rainier to come up with a plan, like a one-year plan of the big things he can focus on in his business. But the three things we talked about is trying to maintain motivation when you're working on a project that isn't necessarily your primary job, for example. And what I recommended to Rainier was to have a, a really strong understanding of why he wants to do this side project and this website and help people and to visualize him actually doing that every day so that whenever he does hit a, hit a wall like this, he can pull from that visualization and it'll give him the motivation to continue. The idea of passion or profit we talked about, and basically the main idea there is do what you're passionate about, but don't think that you need to only generate revenue for your passion from your own business. There's opportunities for you to work for someone else and still do what you're passionate about and build your side business. And then you could be working on something that you're passionate about all the time and generating some more income. The third challenge that we talked about was trying to figure out what credentials and certificates you should get when building a business or trying to become a leader in a field. And again, what you just heard me say is that my take is build your expertise. Don't think about building your resume. Now, building your expertise in some ways is probably going to force you to get some credentials, maybe write a book or a publication or take a certain test at some point in time. But do it in that order. Think expertise first and then fill in the blanks. Don't just go out and get like an MBA or a master's degree and hope that that's going to give you what you need to succeed. Stick with us now and we'll be right back with the Take Action Today segment and we'll wrap things up. All right, now it's time for our Take Action Today segment of this episode. I'm joined again by Rainier Frank, who is a Spanish engineer now living in Germany and building up his website, trying to help engineers with the emotional side of things. And we're going to step into a little bit of an exercise here to help him build his business and really look at an 80-20 view, which you can also apply in your career. But before we do that, I want to offer a quick word from today's episode sponsor, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE, PE, or SE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had a chance to demo their review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code COACH at PPITopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use the promo code COACH for a 20% discount. All right, so Rainier, let's frame this out. So basically, Rainier's working now, but soon he's going to stop his full-time job, and he's going to have about a year where he can focus on what he's been calling his project, his website, to help engineers. He's going to be able to focus on that full-time for about a year, let's say. And what we want to do is walk through some of the things that he should be focusing on to maximize that year. And I want you as the listener to think about your career, whether it's a side project, whether it's just your actual career, if you had a sprint of a year or so, what you could work on. So Rainier, first of all, tell me what you're thinking of right off the bat, some of the things that you think you want to focus on in this time, dedicated time. Well, I think uh, in this time what uh, I want to do is to get 
more involved into the, the management field because, as I said, I'm, well, I work 40 hours a week in a technical environment and I don't have time for, for my mind to, to get a bit read out of all this uh, technical field. So I just would like to have time uh, to find my path because um, in the last eight years I worked as a technical engineer in projects and the step I want to take is to move into the management field. So I want to work with people and this gap in between, it's, it's what, uh, what I don't really know how to do. So I want to use this year to learn, to read a lot, to write in my blog and to get in touch with other people just to figure out somehow how can I in one or two years be uh, working with people instead of working with uh, computers. All right, so let's frame it out this way, Renier, to try to make it a little bit easier for you to think ahead. Let's assume that you started and you have one year to really focus on this business. At the end of that year, what would you want the business to look like? Like, where would you want to be with it? Just give me some, you know, some ideas. Well, uh, first of all, I think I would like to to be present in the blogosphere. I mean, there are many blogs that talks about personal, um, so about management or personal development. But uh, my my focus, so my target, are engineers and in Spanish talkers because all my my website is in Spanish. And that's my point. So at the end of the year, I would like to be known somewhere in the in the blogosphere, and I would like to have a long list of email addresses or like signed uh, people interested in my project. I would like to have already some services, like maybe coaching service for young engineers, uh, and I would like to have at least one or two ebooks uh, that I can sell from my website. So at least something that tells me, okay, now I have something stable. That's a really good start. So you mentioned something in the beginning, which was to be known in the blogosphere, which I understand that goal, but the problem with that goal or the challenge with it is that you have to drill down further, which you started to do after you mentioned that, and you need to figure out what does that mean? So what does it mean to be known? Does it mean you have a certain number of hits on your website? Does it mean you have a certain number of emails you collected? Does it mean you have built up a certain amount of revenue? So it's a great goal to have. In one year, I really want my to be known in the blogosphere for Spanish-speaking personal development with a focus on engineers. So what I would say for you to do is to literally come up with a goal sheet that says, I want to have this many visits to my website per month when I get to 12 months from now. I want to have this many email addresses. I want to have this much revenue. And then you can look at where the revenue is going to come from. Like if you say, you know, in 12 months from now, I want to be at a point where I'm generating $1,000 a month. Okay, where's that $1,000 going to come from? And then you could say, okay, well, I need that means I need to have five coaching clients. I need to have $300 in ebook sales. And I need to do maybe some affiliate links or something like that. So my point is, is what I would do if I were you is I would frame it out on your goals, exactly what they are. And then because you only have a year, you're going to need to figure out what action steps you can take to achieve those goals, like the biggest impact steps. Mm -hmm. So it sounds to me, and I kind of know this from my own experience, that in something like this, the volume is going to be important mm -hmm. because you know, you're know you not talking about executives that are going to pay thousands and thousands of dollars for coaching. You're going to have lower cost products and services. So you're going to need to serve a lot of people. So 
if I was you, I'd be thinking, what is the way for me to massively increase my traffic and my email list and all that stuff? And basically, the, again, that would take you to the next question, which would be content, right? You need a lot of content, the right content to get more people to your website. And then you've got to have some kind of a nice offer to collect those email addresses to stay in touch with people and hopefully to then be able to generate some revenue. So recognize that. And then also look for ways to increase your traffic. So yes, content's one way, but maybe another way that you do it is you can volunteer to write articles for a Spanish, big Spanish association for engineers or something like that. Yep. So you think about ways to put yourself in front of a lot of engineers, leveraging other people's traffic, offering what you have to offer, which is your content. Yep. All right. We don't have to go too much into the details, but the bottom line is, and this goes for everyone out there, is you need to think in reverse. You need to understand what you want to accomplish, but then you've got to make it very measurable. So if you're an engineer and you want to become, you might say, well, I want to become a partner in my company in five years. Yeah, that's fine. But what does that really mean? Does it mean you want to have a certain salary? Does it mean you want to have a certain number of hours that you want to work per week? Does it mean you want to be able to work on certain types of projects? What exactly does that mean? And then once you understand that, then you could drill down and list all the steps that you need to do to get there. Is that helpful for you, Rainier? Oh, yeah, completely. This uh, overview, it's, it's really helpful. All right, great. I do recommend to Rainier and to everyone out there to really utilize the 80-20 principle. There's wonderful books on the 80-20 principle by Richard Koch. Tim Ferriss talks about it in the 4-Hour Workweek. The bottom line is, is like Rainier said, we only have so much time to focus on things. So whatever time you do focus on things, you need to put energy into the things that are going to generate the biggest results. It's leverage, right? You got to use leverage to your advantage. And that's why Rainier may have a great website, but if he finds another website for Spanish engineers that has 10 times the traffic as him and he can start to write on it and link back to his website, that might be even worth it for him to write more articles for that website right now. Mm -hmm. So these are things that we have to think about. So with that, I hope that you enjoyed the episode today. We would absolutely love to hear your feedback on the episode. The episode show notes will be located at engineeringcareercoach.com forward slash Rainier, which is R-E-N-E-R, all lowercase together. There you'll find a summary of the key points that we discussed in the episode today, as well as links to any of the resources, website, or books that we mentioned during the episode. You can also leave questions in the comments section there where you could visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We will monitor all the comments on the show notes page, Rainier and I. So if you have any questions for either one of us, put them there and we will keep in touch. Rainier, I want to thank you again for coming on and I hope you got something out of this here. Oh yeah, it was great. Thank you, Anthony, for this time. And I also hope that with these tips, I'm, I'm going to achieve my goals, definitely. I know you will. All right, so until next time, please continue to engineer your own success. Thank you for listening to the Engineering Career Coach podcast. Be sure to visit engineeringcareercoach.com where you can find all past episodes and also download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also to help develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success.